Hi, my name is John Early and I'm at the IRS annual meeting and today I am talking with Fred. Fred, can you give us a little background about the science you're doing right now? Sure. I work on a project that aims to elucidate the effects of space radiation on cognition in mice. Very interesting. Um, how's the process going? Where are you at with things? So I'm a second year student. Um, so far I have a manuscript accepted and working on a few more. Um, so things are moving along pretty swiftly. Excellent. Um, is it challenging to um, extrapolate space conditions to Earth conditions? Are there a lot of barriers to that? Yeah, our limitations really on dose rates. Um, mice have a single exposure at an accelerator. It is prohibitively expensive to um, continuously expose mice. So that's our main barrier right now in uh, space radiation biology. So how do you adapt for that, um, since you can't do the continuous exposure, how do you adapt for that difference between, I mean obviously you don't have a mouse in space, so how do you adapt to that to try and uh, make that as close as possible? We're, we're going to be limited to that for a long time, I think, um, until accelerator technologies catch up. Um, or it might be that we send a human to Mars first and see what happens. <laughs> Um, so currently the frequency of testing daily, weekly, monthly, how does it go? So for us, mice receive a single exposure, like I said. Um, we, we have different time points at which we test mice um, in behavioral assays. Um, and we immediately sacrifice animals right after and do the molecular work thereafter. So. Ethically as possible, and of course. Right. Um, what is your hope to uncover with this research? We hope to inform NASA of the risks associated with deep space travel um, and this will help them in turn build a risk model for astronauts. So um, ideally the end result will be a model that uh, can predict risk more accurately or will it ultimately reduce exposures? Well NASA's main concern at the moment is building a good shield for space radiation. Um, if we know what dosages and what particles will elicit the uh, more um, serious damages, then they can shift the shielding uh, research to fit these needs. Okay, so you're talking about risk assessment in space. Is the work you're doing simply for risk assessment or is there also a preventative measure attached to it? Well, hopefully the risk assessment will inform um, preventative measures, um, how NASA designs shielding, um, where their energies and particle choices should be as a priority for uh, shield choices. Um, but there is a little bit of carryover. Um, charged particle radiators are being used more and more to treat cancer. Um, and so this does inform the field a little bit, although our energies um, are a lot higher than you typically use for therapy. So, there, there, but there is a little bit of overlap for other uh, disciplines? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk to me, or do you have to do any, um, are you doing any current uh, using the shielding? Like, with the application of the radiation, are you testing any of the shielding to create a variable set, or is it just leaving everything, all the variables are on the genetics at the moment, and we're just bombarding? That's right, yeah. Hopefully the, the field will move in uh, the direction of shielding uh, in the future. But right now we need to just simply understand what each particle, each dosage is, and hopefully soon mixed fields 
um, due to uh, cognition. So what is the most challenging part of your research? Certainly uh, extrapolating behavioral results. Um, we want to make sure that the effects we observe are due to irradiation and not handling of animals, uh, not the conditions at which they're housed. So what made you get into this line of research? What really drew you towards it? I knocked on Dr. Allen's door one day. Um, I, I was in sort of taking a year off from school. Um, I just finished undergrad and I was working at a coffee house and one of the regulars just really liked chatting with me and I told him I wanted, I had a big interest in neurobiology. So he gave me my PI, Dr. Allen's number. I called him up, set up a meeting with him just to ask some questions um, as to where the field was headed, things like that. Um, and immediately he was just, he just asked me, hey, when can you start? When can you come start volunteering in the lab and getting your hands wet? <laughs> and so it took off. So you've just always had this um, inquisitive nature about neurobiology? In my view, neurobiology is one of the uh, last final big unanswered frontiers. Um, there's just so much we don't know about the brain. Um, and I hope and expect that in my lifetime, so many of these questions we have will be answered. Um, so it's a very exciting field to be in right now. Working with uh, space radiation's effects on the brain, um, space is always in the equation. What are your thoughts about space travel? What are your thoughts about uh, humanity moving forward? And what are, your, what are the radiation concerns from your perspective where you're at? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, I think it's extremely important that we explore a universe. Um, it sort of helps us understand so many questions about our origin. Um, I think just simply developing the technology to get people on other planets is extremely important for industry as well. Um, I think in the Apollo mission, so many new technologies were developed and eventually distributed throughout the world, and that was equally as beneficial to mankind. Um, as far as space radiation goes, we do have some serious problems from my perspective. Um, I think in flight, problems might arise uh, from radiation and that remains a very big obstacle. Um, but I think we need to do it. I think no expedition comes without cost. Um, I mean, even, even the early pioneers, you know, traveling across the frontiers of the United States, those were no easy travels, you know. It's, Every great uh, risk comes with great reward. So I think that's, that's what we need to keep our, our minds on. It sounds like you have a very adventurous spirit. What do you hope to do in the future? Where do you see yourself in five, ten years? I hope to pursue a postdoc after this. And um, should things go well, should I decide to remain in academia, I would happily live out my days in academia. So what's your favorite book? I really like the book Musicophilia by Oliver Sacks. Um, it's, sort of, it's sort of a lot of case studies, um, mostly by patients that he's had. Um, he's a neurologist, I'm not sure if I've said that yet. Um, and yeah, it's just very various oddities of people with very rare disabilities um, and how they uh, manifest in music. Um, and so it's, it's a really gripping tale about the mysteries of the brain and it makes me really appreciate how much we don't know every time I read it. So coming back to your primary research, um, what do you hope is the takeaway, not only for NASA, but what do you hope is the takeaway for humanity in general from the work that you're trying to do? Well, that there are certain risks associated with deep space travel 
um, it really reminds me that there are so many conditions on our planet that allowed for our very specialized adaptation um, and that deep space travel does have a lot of obstacles but I think it's feasible. Very cool. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. My name is John and this is Fred. Thank you for joining us on the RRS Vodcast.